This war represents a failure to listen. Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Something terrible has happened. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the force of the Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. No, no, you're still holding on! Let go! Biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. That's how we're gonna win. Not fighting what we hate. Saving what we love. Hello, and welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. I am your host, Ethan. And I am your other host, Alex. And today, I'm sort of going to be uh, taking the reins on this particular episode as we are discussing my personal favorite character in all of Star Wars, General Grievous. Now, when you bring up General Grievous, generally there are two groups of people who think he's either a total BA or just this total wimp runaway coward who serves minimal purpose in the Clone Wars other than leading the droid army and providing a weaker side villain. But I'm here to argue for the side that he is misrepresented in the Clone Wars and which I suppose is unfortunately more of his canon self, well it is canon, but it's my opinion that he does not get the credit he deserves and that his the lore if people were if people knew the lore and his backstory better they it might provide you know, shine, make him shine in a better light this is where the fun begins question for you the are you do you think he is correctly represented in revenge of the sith yes at that point at the point of revenge of the sith i think he's well represented because it's the end of the clone wars He's been defeated a number of times, and at this point, it's just about survival and prolonging the war as long as he needs to or is instructed to by Darth Sidious. Uh, and so when he runs away in Revenge of the Sith and on Utapau, and every time he's run away in that movie, I think it's it's okay or it's... or. It, it makes sense for his character at that point because it's just about pure survival and prolonging the conflict. Okay. Because he knows if he gets captured, the war is over. Yeah, because the war is over, right? Yep. Okay. So I was first introduced to this character in 2005 when Revenge of the Sith came out. And I, at that point, I was still, you know, a little kid and I hadn't seen any of the trailers you know i wasn't on didn't watch youtube videos or see any kind of spoilers or pretty much anything i went into this movie revenge of the sith completely blind for all you young people out there this was the (laughs) in the infancy of the internet that's right youtube was was just getting off the ground yeah just getting off the ground yes and certainly not posting movie trailers anyway so I have a distinct memory of seeing him for the first time when he comes in to off into his Providence class battleship, the Invisible Hand. And That's a cool name. They don't say it on the in the movie, which is such a shame. I know, I know. 
But yes, officially the canon name of his of his capital ship is the Invisible Hand, and just right away, just his his look, his voice, just his his overall presence instantly struck a chord with me, and I was I every from that moment on after the first moment I saw him I wanted to see more of him, and. As the movie continued, and I was, and I'm watching this all unfold for the first time. He just got more and more BA to me, more and more awesome. You know, as as he as the Jedi as he captures the Jedi and brings them to the bridge and intimidates them as by towering over them and taking their lightsabers, revealing other lightsabers that he's killed, like stolen and taken from other Jedi. Presumably that he presumably of those he's killed, thus just increasing his coolness factor to the point where he's able to break the, the bridge glass and escape into space, then able to breathe in space and has a <laughs> grappling hook in his arm and he just, he escapes and just jettisons away. Totally awesome. But obviously, the 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 most amazing part is when Obi-Wan co confronts him on Utapau and he decides to face him down himself. And that reveal, when he stands up straight and he takes off his cloak and he, when you're watching this for the first time and you see him, you see his two hands, two arms, take four lightsabers off of his hilt. And then he breaks his two arms into four and ignites four lightsabers. I, I, it, I was blown away as a kid. Uh, I couldn't envision something more awesome than that. Something uh, I couldn't believe it. And here's something we've never seen in Star Wars before. We've never seen a a a droid general slash you know villain wielding four lightsabers, one in each hand, and using lightsabers of fallen Jedi to have it to have it not his lightsabers not be red I think only increases his intimidation factor you know he wants the Jedi he faces to see the lightsabers of their fallen comrades increasing the intimidation and and all that but this may not have hit you when you were watching it but also he is the first non-force wielder to battle with lightsabers. Yes, I that you're right. That I didn't I didn't make that connection at the time. But at the time, yes. okay. Right. But then you know when he when he starts that when he starts that stance and he starts spinning his lightsabers and walking towards Obi-Wan, I, I I couldn't I had to I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I I, I must have seen Revenge of the Sith honestly probably six times at least in the theaters nice and each time each time i saw i would i watched it i just became more and more infatuated with this character and since then it's it, he's just stuck with me and uh, when they announced they were revamping the clone wars or yeah the clone wars i thought okay this will be this is going to be awesome he'll finally have you know we'll see more of him now because we only saw him in revenge of the sith and Totally. It was brief yeah. in, in 
He was in Revenge of the Sith, but it was very brief. Very brief, right? Okay, I'm so now before I kind of dive into that's your because yes, that is your personal opinion and your experience, which is excellent, and I can very much vouch for that because. Uh, growing up and after seeing that, I was not as infatuated with him. I thought he was he was pretty okay. I thought he was okay. I thought he was poorly treated in Revenge of the Sith. Just he didn't seem smart. Like I love the the lightsaber battle, but it was the the mm-hmm. earlier part that I was I I a little bit struggled with. But no, you were you constantly were trying to tell me how <laughs> he was yes. and how awesome he was. And literally, that was your favorite movie forever. I don't, yes. like, you constantly wanted, if ever there was a chance to watch it, we watched it. We played the video game, and you beat <laughs> General Grievous. And yep. so, yes, it very much, I can very much attest to all, everything he has said. <laughs> so now, but before I kind of just uh, dive into both the canon Grievous and the Legends Grievous, I'm sure. just going to, sort of curious uh, how you feel about the character overall and whether or not, or what sort of your overall opinion on him is and just sort of your general thoughts. I will say I am okay with him and I, I like his effect in Revenge of the Sith. We're going to go deeper into other stuff later but i don't necessarily think he's necessary i think he was just a cool thing to be put in there because i think because again i think he didn't get the cert the the what he deserved because you don't get a lot of backstory you don't like build his character at all it's just he's thrown in as you've never met him before and it's just general yeah. grievous is taking the the, the chancellor, chancellor. Right. Yes. so and then you were insistent because you love the Clone Wars <laughs> to watch Clone Wars. You're like, he's so uh, much yeah. better in Clone Wars. Totally understand as like you were a younger kid at that time too. And I watched them when I was in college. So they were not aimed at me. And I just, every time I watched him in Clone Wars, I was like, he looks cool, but he's always getting beaten. And so to me, right. it, it in Clone Wars, it ruins his like it just destroys him as a character like he just does not it's like i question why how he ever became the grand general because of just how that is all right and so i will say yes that uh watching the clone wars when i was younger and and arguing for general grievous and his awesomeness was a lot easier when I was younger and- Sure, and, oh no, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a cool thing to yeah. look at. No, absolutely. Yes. But yes. I will say I gained a lot of respect for him in, I believe it's Cloak of Deception. It is a no, now non-canon uh, Star Wars book that was a, basically it led you up to Revenge of the Sith. Right. Uh, and I, yes. And, and I liked that book, like, and that kind of showed you why he was cool and how he got to Chancellor Palpatine, and like, he, and he had to take out some Jedi in that way, because again, that was another thing that I didn't really enjoy about him is it's just like he gets beaten all the time, and there's no, 
Jedi that he right. actually beats. And you're just like, when did he get these lightsabers? He never beats anybody. Right. I think in in the Clone Wars, he defeats he uh he, let's see. He defeats one and he defeats a Mon Cal. He defeats Kip Kip Fisto's former apprentice. Oh, that's right. And yeah. and he which just by shooting him, but anyway. Yeah. Um, let's see. He I'm trying to think if he honestly I mean, he might have, but it was just like he fights like Jedi all right. the time and it never wins. Yeah. Now, I yeah. will say, I just recently like saw Clone Wars, the 2003 version, and he's scary in that. Like, he's legit right. in that. I Like, that's the General Grievous that I would have liked to have seen to be canon or whatever. But and like, that, like, having seen that, I totally understand yeah. everything of like, he's cool, he's awesome, he's terrifying. Right, and that, and so that there sort of lies the controversy is that you know here this awesome character and this terrifying character had already been was already on display in the two D version. Correct, because that came out. Yeah, it was just a right, and then just to to take a, a, a relatively well established character at that point, if you if they were familiar with the with the animated version, and then just to really just be, make have him become a, a punching bag in the animated in the new version i thought was is right is just a disappointment to his character right yep because you know not too many people at least casual star wars fans are not familiar with or have seen the 2d version oh i don't think a lot of people have and so, no and it's yeah right everybody a lot more people have seen the clone wars than clone wars Yes, and which is disappointing, uh, uh, absolutely. And I thought, you know, there there were more than enough occasions where they could have had General Grievous be the victor, and they could have, they really could have had him. For some reason, they always felt like they had to pair him up against Obi Wan. Like I get they have a rivalry and stuff, but you know, it always seemed like it, it was General Grievous. And his forces were always attacking the Republic in which Obi-Wan was nearby or or yep. directly defending and whatnot. They I thought it would have been really great for his character development if they had taken the time to devote an arc of episodes where he either, you know, goes back to his home world or goes or has to is assigned by Dooku, because there is an arc where Dooku says, I've lost faith in you. You need to show me that you're capable of, of you know, retaining your power, staying in power. And I thought that would have been a great opportunity for him to go and kill multiple Jedi rather than you know, have them just show up to his base where he has all the advantages in the world. And that first season? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. And that first season yeah. is exactly what I'm talking about. Dooku, Dooku basically sends, uh, basically leads Fisto and and his former Padawan and the, you know, the disposable clones to Grievous's lair, where he has every advantage to succeed. And so you're not really surprised, this. right? And he still gets his legs chopped off and stupid. It's just uh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, because it really could have been an opportunity that 
Grievous hunts them. I will say that the best portrayal of him being like a really powerful, cool person is the Death Miri arc where he slaughters the Death Miri sisters. Right. And and that I, that's one of the arcs I rewatched the most for obvious reasons. But yeah, it you, exactly. There's they finally towards the end of the series, give him an opportunity to just go crazy and wreak havoc and actually lead a successful uh, campaign to wipe out the Night Sisters. And the problem is, and the only reason he's able to show off and and do all that is because he's not facing a major character. There's yep. no plot armor stopping him from succeeding. Yep. And so I, yeah, I, yeah, I just reiterate, I such a missed opportunity for him to not to have for him to face off against anybody else besides Kenobi and and major major Jedi Jedi Council members and and whatnot. Like you know, Savage Opress, or well, I guess it's Darth Maul. Darth Maul and Savage Opress kill off Master Dahlia. You yep. know, some obscure Jedi Council member. You know. But it's that could have been grievous. That could have uh, well, yeah. Like this goes back to our our Darth Maul episode of like they did not build him as a strong, powerful character. They just right. used him as a plot device to be beaten and to show how cool our main characters are. But in by doing that, you neuter that character himself. <sighs> yes. <laughs> there lies the most disappointing things just i'm i i'm so passionate about about this because of how much uh, just of how much i love him and and grew up loving him and so when i think about yeah it's just all the the wasted opportunities i so i will mention because he has two different sort of two different backstories and different there's a legends so in legends it is grievous was born and i'm probably going to butcher the name here his real name is kaimen jal shilal he was born on the planet of kali and his species is kalish still canon but yes yep yes that's right that is canon the legends part comes from more of his the backstory of how he became the backstory so right so it's in the legends version he is battle damaged by count dooku unbeknownst to him but in canon he willingly submits to the changes willingly submitting to procedure that rendered him more mechanical than organic okay yep in Legends, Grievous was a warrior for the Kalish, and they were fighting against a species called the Huck. And the Huck eventually allied themselves with the Galactic Republic, which would explain Grievous's distaste for the Republic later once he rises to power as General Grievous. But I believe in canon that is not the case. Basically, in Legends, he is portrayed more of a as a powerful warrior turned cyborg accidentally or not accidentally but on purpose he didn't willingly submit to becoming a 
a cyborg in Legends and has a much has a much more extensive warrior military background in Legends versus his canon, which is just sort of more he was a great warrior, blah blah blah, but he wasn't the details aren't there. The details were not made canon. Right. In canon he is he he's not he's not formed all at once. He keeps adding more and more enhancements to himself. Yep. As he progresses. All right. So now we know how passionate Ethan is on this. This is great. No, it's great. It is. It is. It's good. We we know where your your passion's coming from. Uh, but yeah. as we are trying to be a uh, sort of a <laughs> having good sides of both and seeing mm, good sides right. of everything, you found some stuff. And and again, even if you do like. General Grievous as he is. Like this is just giving you information, and we are just sharing information. So if you actually really, really like General Grievous as he is and how everything is, come on the show. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, I and I will say I I do enjoy the way he the way he is in Clone Wars. I, I enjoy watching every scene and episode that he's a part of. I just feel that he could have. He could have been done better and, and done better. Could oh, have been made. Okay. yes. Yes. So I'm not, okay. I'm not completely, I'm not completely, uh, I don't completely hate <laughs> this, right. the version in, but the, there was much more opportunity to do a lot more with his character and make it a lot better and live up to the, Hi. the version in two, the version in, uh, 2004 the the 2d version yeah uh that that just wasn't there that that just a missed opportunity right so but he did find yes. some people who like it so this will move yes. to our positive section yes the positive section i got a bad feeling about this so this person uh this is from uh reddit and from a a user named master of falafels Ooh. Excellent, excellent uh, username. But they think, or they thought, uh, it was a good choice not having him be an all-powerful fighting, killing robot. He, but he was more ill-mannered, short-tempered, prideful, brutish bully, who was also an opportunist, opportunist coward when he's faced with overwhelming odds. So they're arguing more of, you know, the it's it's his character. His, it's tact. It's all tactical retreats. And not every villain in the prequels, Clone Wars, needed to be Darth Vader uh, you know, on the level of Darth Vader. Um, right, and I I would agree with that a little bit because I do I do like how he's constantly like killing dr like droids on his right. Like he just constantly, whenever he gets mad, he just like rips a droid in half. Yeah. So I, I do enjoy that part of it. So I would agree with that. I still think he maybe could have done a little bit. But no, yep, I, that, that's a good argument. I like that one. Yes. I enjoy him very much for what he is, not the ultimate villain. That role is for Vader and Palpatine, but a unique, distinctive secondary villain in the Star Wars saga on par, for example, with Tarkin or Maul. But... Ooh, sorry. Hard, hard yeah, disagree not, there. Right. I can't, right. I can't agree with the Maul part. I um, would even pass on the Tarkin part, but... Yes, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, but that's that's right. 
He's still a secondary character, yes. And he, yeah, you're yeah. He's basically the argument that he, he, we can't all have amazing villains all the time. Right. Yes. You need you need the lesser the lesser villains to sort of to be there and to even make the ultimate villains look better. Look a little better. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I agree right with some of those statements. But there is, you know, there he's not all bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, there were there weren't a whole lot of positive. And I mostly yeah. just like there aren't even honestly, I couldn't even find, you know, too many discussions about it, you know, him yeah. in general. Like I uh, the stuff I found was all a lot of it was just video game based, you know, his performance in in um Battlefront 2 and stuff. Nothing oh, really yeah. con nothing right. All right. Well, thank yeah. you. That was a great episode <laughs> there. And uh, thank you for taking over hosting duties. We're going to look to see if we can do this more often. And we might. Yes, I, I. Yeah. Right. right. Did you enjoy I, I, hosting? Yes, I, I enjoyed hosting. Awesome. So if you have any thoughts on General Grievous, or if you are a staunch supporter, as we have not been able to find a ton of information about him being amazing. Right. Uh, again, yes. Ethan says he likes him as it is, and I can see the benefits of him as well, but there's just not a lot of people out there that are like, we love him, we like him as he is, because again, as I will say, that is the problem with the prequels of there's so much more potential that could have been tapped. But right. uh, anyway, if you want to want to do that, come on the show or send us a tweet, email, and we'll read it out to the to the audience. Our contact us on Twitter at who shot one SW pod. And you can send us an email at who shot first SW pod at gmail.com. Any awesome. other final thoughts there, Ethan? Nope. I've, uh, I've said my, my piece on. <laughs> All right. As you know, never, never tell, tell us, us the, the odds. odds. Never tell me the odds. You just you're running the show here, bro. So this no, is, no, this no, is no, all no, good. I know. No. I, well, as I, as I'm saying, I'm as I'm running the show. I, I want to make yeah, sure. Yeah. No. I'm... Okay. No. You're you're great. Good. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Also, so, yeah. You found. Oh, go ahead. You found, no, 